Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat-O! Pat-O, how was your weekend? Uh, it was alright, it was alright. I um, finished the quarry, which I know I, I touched upon last week, but I wanted to give another plug because it was a awesome, awesome gaming experience um, featuring friend of the show Ted Raimi. And uh, there's also a subplot involving a paranormal slash conspiracy podcast hosted by a, a plucky female paranormal investigator and Ooh. her skeptical comedic relief co- male co-host. Um, so it it, it, it it fired on a couple different cylinders for me. I won't give away what the monsters are because there's obviously it's like a horror game. So there's, there's monsters in it. Um, and it is kind of a reveal. So I don't want to say it. But if you're a fan of the show and, and you know me and the content that i create then you know it hit right home it was perfect it was the perfect monster choice for me and uh it's a really good game and i love it and if you're a fan of paranormal conspiracy true crime podcasts and video games i think you dear listener will like it as well so i'm definitely giving a recommendation a lot of people Uh, have been talking about it yeah i mean i didn't know that there was i guess there's like a there's this game company that's making like a whole bunch of these there's one until dawn that i never you know, oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not a super huge gamer, but like like that that I guess came out a couple a year or two ago and it was very similar and people love the shit out of it. Um so yeah, it's it was cool. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Well good. But yeah, I did that and then I also uh this weekend breezed through Saucers over Appalachia by Willie B. Van Huss, the co host of this year's Worthville UFO Fest um it's where i I actually picked up a copy there they were selling them and i kind of grabbed it and it sat in my pile of books and i burned through it this weekend and i gotta say it was an excellent fucking read um he's a great writer i was like i was not that i was amazed but you know those fucking self-published it could be anything yeah you know what i mean and uh, it was very well written number one and number two it made me um so the, the first half of the book he kind of goes through the ufo flap of 1973 and talks about there's a lot there's oh my god there was so much stuff i always read books after the fucking fact after we do the episode but the that pascal uh oh it was for weird world um that abduction that happened um, with the so the pascagoula we did yes. an episode on on wins on the wednesday show we did okay. the tin man from yes alabama Okay, so he touches upon yeah he touches upon that whole thing, and um there there was some new info that like we didn't talk about it wasn't not, not the groundbreaking but it was just neat to read the actual articles and then he talks about all of the um there was a couple hoaxes that came out of that too that um were included in the flap at first and it's just, I, I don't want to give away the, the book read the fucking book I, it, it's really good I hope he does a series of them. Uh, going over different flaps from different parts of the United States over different decades and stuff. Because, like I said, the first half is narrative where he writes out kind of what happened. And then the second half of the book, he actually reprints the newspaper articles from that time. So you can read, you know, how how it was being covered in the press and stuff. And you, you'll get a lot of anecdotes from witnesses and a lot of like one-off encounters. People were reporting seeing like burning four-story houses floating in the sky and yeah. it, not just one person it was like a couple different people and then in one instance it was like it was like a do- half a dozen different people in different parts of the same small town saw it like it was crazy and like that's not like a standard craft thing like you don't 
like floating burning blue houses and shit but like that's what a whole bunch of people saw over the course of like different nights and stuff so great book yeah i did a um uh because i just uh recorded um mothman prophecy prophecies chapters three four and five for the patreon and i did like an offshoot talking about like different types of craft that people see <clears throat> and saying that um like how the discs are um probably the more popular like that's what you think of when you think of ufo you think of flying saucer um but then i talked about like some of the other types and some of the weird shit that people see in the sky anyway um yeah that's why uh, uh what is it called the book uh saucers over appalachia by willie b van huss and uh that is uh we've talked about him before that is mr um William Brian Ryan Christopher Robin um, from Mystic Novelty Co. That's, that's who it is. Right. Oh, fucking... <laughs> He's got a second book, I believe. I'm almost positive. Um, I've been wanting to buy that one. I've read that one. I've been wanting to buy it for a while, uh, but it's so silly. Every single time, I'm I'm like a spoiled brat now with my books, and I won't buy them unless they're autographed by the author. And every time I, I we have an event together, I like never see him at the booth ever and it's like I could just buy the book and then just like bum rush him like you need to sign this you know but or you know do it afterwards at the uh, you know at the after party of these events I just haven't been able to yet so I'm gonna make it a yeah point. I mean we were drinking tequila in that in the parking lot yeah, <laughs> with that guy right. and I, I I just thought he was the guy with the alien skull tequila but um I would definitely he's a very good writer and I I, I hate coming back to that but like it was it was like reading because it's a it's a topic that I give a shit about. Number one, but number two, he he uh, he has a certain command of the English language that um, not isn't always there when you're reading self published books about ufology. I <laughs> like, gotcha. Yeah, he's a he's he's a very clever dude and very very good writer, and uh, I appreciated that. And it, like I said, I blew through the thing probably in less than twenty four hours. Yeah, I think I read it half one night. Went to bed, woke up, took a shit, read the other half. Like uh, it, it was, it was pretty good. So uh, I want to recommend that to our audience as sure. well. Sure. And then uh, some other stuff. Um, Game hole in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, October twentieth through the twenty third. Uh, we registered for that this weekend, and me and Tobias Wayland and Emily Wayland are going to get to all do a game together Friday night, which I'm super stoked about. Oh, heck yeah! So yeah, Wisconsin people be on the lookout. Um, I'm gonna try to reach out to Adam Pine Burns Institute. Yeah, see if he wants because he lives right around there too. And um, I got some free time that weekend here and there. See if he wants to get together and and do some uh, Beast of Bray Road stuff. Sure. And then uh, what else? Oh, 48 hour film project here in Chicago. Finally announced the dates, September 23rd through the 25th. If you live in Chicago or you want to come to Chicago and you're interested in participating in the uh, 2022 48-hour film project, how it works is we get together Friday night, we come up with an idea for a movie, we shoot it all day Saturday, and then we edit it, and it has to be done by uh, Sunday night. So you're basically doing everything from pre to production to post in 48 hours. Uh, This is like my seventh or eighth year doing it. So it's a pretty well-oiled machine at this point. But some of the best stuff comes from random people that come out for their first year. I mean, we got a team of people that always work on it, but we're always looking for new voices and talent. So if you're in Chicago and you're interested, or if you uh, live nearby and want to just come out for the weekend and hang out, you know, Chicago is the Paris of the Midwest. You can uh, get to town on Friday, film what you got to film on Saturday, and then go look at the fucking bean or whatever. 
Saturday night and try not to get shot, you know. Look at the bean. <laughs> yeah, in, in uh in Millennium Park. There's like that bean that people take the picture in front of. I don't know. It's not, I don't know. It's this metal. It's literally bean. like this this like stainless steel metal bean that people take pictures. I think of I know what you're talking about. Yes, that fucking thing. So um, is it a bean? Well, I don't know what it's supposed to be. I think it's like a sculpture. It's like art. But it looks like a bean. So people oh just call it the bean. Fucking artist. Like, I, I fucking sculpt a bean and be like, this is my art. You know how much money that, that fucking artist probably made off that fucking thing? A bean? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It was it, it, yeah. it was there for like a decade before I finally took my kid to go see it. I, 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 when I worked in the hospitality industry, people would ask me all the time where it was. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I live here. Like, you don't actually go to that stuff. You know what I mean? Where's the bean? <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come to Chicago just to flick the bean. Just just to get you just, just to find the bean. Well, hey man. No, just to flick the bean. Just to say <laughs> that right. I did. I flicked the world's largest bean it, yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> to be a teacher. There's no better tour guide to finding the bean than <laughs> good old friend Pat O'Sullivan. Last thing I want to talk about real quick is the foot calendar. So here's the deal. We actually we had like four people reach out to us in this past week alone, uh wanting to uh participate in uh the on wednesdays we talk weird slides like foot calendar idea so <laughs> this thing is like 90 percent gonna happen we just really need a couple more people and uh i mean we could do it now because we have six so if everyone contributes two photos they got two feet boom we got enough for the foot calendar um if anyone else is interested this is the last call because this this train's pretty much leaving the station although i wouldn't mind getting a few more few more folks just to kind of pat it um just in case some people don't deliver or just in case people send us shitty fit photos or something um <clears throat> so yeah reach out we have enough we have enough dudes at this point this will not be a strictly <laughs> female calendar i do got to say this uh someone reached out that they won't buy it someone yeah, well, well it's no we have as of right now we have females males and non-binary people represented good with, as foot models i would like to see more females though that's just my personal preference uh i had i had a dude reach out to me on twitter uh this weekend and uh asked to be a part of it and i was like uh you know what i'll give his twitter you can go follow him if you want is alive johnny johnny is alive at twitter.com um and he goes uh he asked if he could if he could participate i said hey you know thanks we already have you know enough dudes and we're kind of looking just for chicks and he goes all right uh it was worth a shot love the show by the way asher's might be prettier than you but you're my favorite which thank you uh (laughs) you're you're absolutely right asher's is definitely the looks of the two of us but i am the brains and personality So I'm, I'm glad our listeners have picked up on that. The entire brains and personality. Yep, that's fine. Right. I'm just a bit. That's it. You know. <laughs> that's why you have like three thousand Instagram followers. That's why I have I have two hundred and forty or something. Well, show your tits more, Pat. I mean, you get <laughs> that's a secret. Pull out a nipple. People love that shit. Oh my god, October 2020. I'm telling you. <laughs> I know it's a very good month for Instagram. <laughs> Go back. I mean, I, I'm just saying. No, just go um, back. I think See, that's popping through fishnet. That's oh, my yeah, favorite. That is my favorite nipples. look. Is when you get when there's fishnet and that that errant nipple just kind of pops through. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm all about that. I, I love some tasteful nudes. That's my favorite. Yes, very tasteful. Very, very, very tasteful. That's the kind that I prefer to take. Um, if I'm going to take any, you know. So I, I, I can almost smell the coconut oil and body glitter right now. Oh Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> my, my daughter's spending the weekend. I have her like for this is my week that I have her in the summer. And I swear to God, she showed up smelling like a stripper. Oh, Jesus. I was like, what the fuck are you wearing? I'm like, you're not allowed to wear that over here anymore. Having fucking flashbacks of the Admiral. <laughs> whatever that smell is. You know what I'm talking about? You know talking? You. No, I've never like, been to a strip club. But you know that stripper smell? It's like, it's like coconut yeah, oil, like yeah. sweet. Sweet, sweet smell. It's like Clinique Happy meets like like uh, oil of Olay or some shit. I don't know. Bakery. Anyway, yeah, that's my weekend. How was yours? <laughs> it was okay. Um, so I Wednesday I finally saw Jurassic World. Finally, what'd you think? You were so right. I was telling my mom <laughs> what you were saying about it in the car, and uh, <laughs> on the way back from the UFO festival, and <laughs> she was she was yeah she was cutting it up. She thought that was hilarious um, because it is one hundred percent just um, Chris Pratt holding up his hand, controlling a bunch of dinosaurs that he's never met before in his life. <laughs> or the or just the gravitas that they try to give the, the character of alan grant like alan grant back on screen for the first time with everyone else and you're just like and then he didn't do anything the whole movie and it's like what yeah, the fuck it's not the same as when han solo like in phantom and like uh force awakens when han solo walks onto the millennium falcon and you're like holy shit it's han and chewy back on the falcon that had like weight to it yeah Jurassic World did not have that weight when no. they got the two casts together. You were just like, okay. Whatever. No, and and it wasn't, I mean, it was a bunch of, I mean, at one point in the movie, me and my mom were just kind of fucking laughing because we're like, what is even happening right now? Who are these people? You know, they kept talking about this guy, Santos, and we never met that guy ever, <laughs> ever. And, uh, you know, we didn't know. I guess, or maybe I was just confused and maybe we did meet him at some point. It just fucking happened so quick. There was so much shit that didn't need to be in it. And uh, I wanted to see more dinosaurs. And like, that was the thing. When you leave off, and I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. I mean, fuck, it's it's a Jurassic Park movie. There's dinosaurs and people. Right. But when we left off on the last movie, I was excited to see more of dinosaurs in the world. Right? Yes. That's that's what I wanted to see. And I didn't get to see that. Yeah because yeah like, that that's the whole you know and like chris pratt is like the fucking cowboy with the you know what i mean uh, like, oh i know and i like listen a lot of people shit on chris pratt i still think i i love parks and rec i love guardians of the galaxy um you know uh but he, this was not his finest hour by no. any means Mm-mm, and and no. the more the more macho they try to make him i don't see it i think he's like star lord like you can give him nice abs (laughs) you can give him nice abs but ultimately he has to be fucking goofy like you know you can like andy dwyer in parks and rec were like he's just kind of (laughs) like fat like i love that like i thought that was like that's the perfect chris pratt for me is the dad bod donut eating shoes guy you know Right, and it's you know I just you know he's fucking wrangling a dinosaur and almost kills his horse to get the one dinosaur, and it's just it's like you know why? I mean, it's you know what? It's got gratuitous Chris Pratt in it, and I just I didn't like that very much. Yeah, and we talked about this. You and I talked about this in private, and this was before I'd seen the movie because I was still excited. Jurassic Park that was one of my jams as a kid. That was a big deal for me. Sure, dinosaurs. You know, yes, definitely. And um, that was a huge part of my childhood, and so of course I was excited to see everybody together again, and I, I didn't care how I got it. 
except then I watched it and I'm very yeah. disappointed. And, you know, we talked about the issue with these new dress world movies is that I don't give a fuck about any of those characters. Don't care about them. Yeah. Don't like any of them. They can't relate to any of them. They all suck. And it could be anybody. And I wouldn't give a shit. I, I was there to see the dinosaurs. And like I said, I was there to see dinosaurs in the city. You know, that was the exciting part of the lost world was when we got the T-Rex in the city, you know? Yes. The, the last 15 minutes. That's yeah. when you, that's when you think about that movie, that's what you think about is you think the about the fucking T-Rex in the window of the kid and eating the, the dog Japanese and, people freaking yeah. out. Got the Godzilla <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best part of the whole movie. And so I was so excited to have a movie about that. And they fucking didn't give us that to go to some other fucking place again. And I don't care about this other fucking place. I don't give a shit about that. And uh, so I'm, I was disappointed. And then well, like I said, they get the main cast together and then they didn't really do anything. Yeah. That's why I liked fallen kingdom. Like I liked the lava part. I liked the first part of the movie. Um, and I liked that ending like real dark with the brontosaurus on the dock, you know, and like, and but then I also <laughs> liked when it became, you know, the Endoraptor stalking that little clone girl around the house and it yeah. became a horror movie and it was like really scary and like suspenseful. And it was like, a, I guess I don't want to say like a slasher, but in the same way people say that the first alien movie is a slasher. Movie, yeah. Right. Then you could make the same argument about the second half of, but it's a home invasion. <laughs> Right. Or, you know, the, yeah. the second half of Fallen Kingdom, where at least they were doing something really new with with the dinosaur. Like they were like they were doing something like, yes, OK, we, we know that we have dinosaurs. We know we have humans. We know of the modern era. But it felt like they were like not just doing a theme park type thing. They were really trying to do kind of a new uh a, a, a new like paradigm and i think that it, i really like fallen kingdom and then I, I really also like uh the third one jurassic park three because i think it's just like i like that one too it's just like an action movie yeah. you know what i mean and there's lots the of dinosaur action in that you one. Get lots of dinosaurs in it yeah. and i felt like this one didn't have a lot of dinosaurs in no it. no you it know it had, just, it had too many people yeah Mm-hmm. So, yeah and you didn't you didn't get like you know i don't know and the whole thing with the the pilot and like that it, it's it was just ugh. right let's add another fucking person we don't have enough people let's add another fucking person <laughs> to it you know i don't which you know what i'll tell you i like the pilot i like the pilot's character sure i, she was I like fine. her All right her story arc was was good i mean it was very simple right she was a a, a, a criminal a career criminal and then she had a heart right uh, very simple i mean that's fine yeah. Yeah. um but that's all jurassic park needs is very simple except for maybe have fucking you know like i told my mom i would have been just as fine had they at some point like seen jeff goldblum and he would have been like oh yeah i just got done at uh you know uh, dr sattler and uh dr grant's uh anniversary party and that would have been enough for me i wouldn't have even needed to have seen them and their story arc or anything like that because they fucking did so little and yeah. that's again that's coming from a purist who fucking loves the original Jurassic park so you know and that's just i mean it was just disappointing and then let me talk about this for a second the movie's fucking two and a half hours long somehow, <laughs> somehow right for a bunch of shit that doesn't happen it's two and a half hours long. you know why don't we bring back intermissions can we please do that can we please bring back intermissions for all the movies because let me tell you something i cannot hold my bladder for yes. two and a half hours plus 30 minutes of fucking previews 
Honey, I'm a 41 year old man on water pills. Yeah, I. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna sell me a fucking Mountain Dew the size of my skull, like give me a chance to piss it out after a little bit, right. you know? Or like flash a little something on the screen where like nothing's happening in the movie. You know, there's always that point where nothing's happening in the movie, right. and you're like, "Fuck, I should have pissed," you know. But now I can't because something might happen. Except for in Jurassic uh, World, it continues to be nothing, and nothing happens. But um, yeah, I mean, flash a little thing on the screen, be like, "This is the part you can live without." <laughs> right. I mean, at minimum, you know, I I know I worked at a theater for five years. I know that we got to watch those movies before they come out. Let us decide, you know, when that part is. <laughs> <laughs> let the theater workers decide we'll tell you you don't need to know this um but i mean yeah it just i don't know it was disappointing i'm sad about it fuck it's like the first movie i've seen in the theater for a long time actually quite a while um hell, should have seen, seen elvis <laughs> it probably would have had more going on in it you're probably right <laughs> and then i could have pissed and not cared that i missed part of it you know right um but uh yeah so i I watched that um i watched the first episode of the hunt or the secret of skinwalker ranch i'm sorry the hunt for skinwalkers is different um the secret of skinwalker ranch uh you know we talked about before the show but like i'm not impressed by it so far i'll give it a chance everybody's bothering me about it everybody's saying it's pretty solid but you know we did the episode on it you know we did the deep dive on it and uh i just don't think that i think that anything that you see on that show is completely 100 percent made up is this the netflix one you're talking about or is there a different one no i believe it's on netflix. i believe it's everywhere it's on netflix okay. it's on discovery i mean it's everywhere it's on hulu yeah um i don't know who produces it or whatever but like yeah i just i you know i don't know i mean it was just boring i was bored by it didn't care about all the people there i don't know if it's because now that i'm an investigator i don't i don't watch a lot of these shows anyway but i I made a social media post about like you know what should i be watching everybody's always asked have you seen this and i haven't and uh so what should i be watching and you know a lot of people recommended this one in particular a lot of people recommended just regular movies and stuff i I don't think they understand who they're following but um (laughs) you know i I, i'm giving it a chance i'll continue to try it and see how it goes but so far I don't know. We'll see. And, you know, some of the shit they were saying was, like, not real. Like, they were talking about how activity's gone on at that ranch for so long, but, like, it hasn't. It didn't really seem to take off until that one family moved in. So I'm like, hmm. Yeah, my mother-in-law asked me about the Netflix one. Uh, hey, Marge. And uh, I have no I have no desire to watch it. I watch so little fucking TV. I got, I'm trying to watch, like, right. The Bear which everyone says is great. It's about Chicago, a chef that takes over like the Chicago beef stand or something. And um, I mean, who knows if I'll ever get around to watching that. I, I, I am. I Next thing I got to watch is hell your season two so yes. that we could, we could do that for the Patreon. But like, I just, I am, I am terrible about TV shows, movies. If, if you recommend a good movie to me, chances are I'll sit down and watch it. Cause that's two hours and I'm done. You know what I mean? Right. But like TV shows, like, God damn, this better be good. And there's better... three seasons of this show. And I'm like, fuck that. that. It right. better be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't it's know. hard. It's hard to watch. I agree with that. I mean, I'm already, I already don't watch a lot of movies. I mean, really, I don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. When watching a TV show, you know, that's a whole nother. But I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to connect with my community. Everybody's always asking me, like, like I said, they're always like, hey, have you seen this? What do you think of this? And I can't give my opinion because I don't watch the shit um but for the most part it's because i'm bored it's because the information they're giving is wrong (laughs) you know and uh that's my 
my personal struggle with it, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I did. I've been working a lot. I've written a good chunk of the Mothman book. Awesome. Um, which I am impressed I love with to myself. Hear. Yeah, I'm impressed with myself. It gets very, I mean, mo- the thing about it is, is that most of it's already written. It's just that it's within my notes of all my research and it's just all over the place. It's just a matter of me putting it together. Um, and I've really been like, really thinking about like, who do I want to forward this? You know, it's kind of um, a badge of honor for the both of us, right? So do I want to go for like one, like me and Pat were talking about the one percenters? Do I want to go for the people that are already, because then I'd be like, holy shit, so-and-so forwarded my book. Or do I want to give the opportunity to one of my people who has put the time and the work in and is um, underrated? Says Tobias to do it. Tobias probably would do it. Um, and he's already a writer. So, I mean, I probably will go that route and uh, pick somebody. But, you know, it's just been those silly things. Um, and like I said, just kind of writing up my opinions. And I've never written a book before. It's the first time I've ever done it. Um, so it's uh, it's going all right. It's going all right. And then, I, you know, I recorded some things for the Patreon. So that'll be out. Had lots of things I've been investigating. I've been busy. I've been busy with work. And I feel good about it. So, yeah, there's that. <clears throat> Well, cool. I'm very happy. That's when, uh, after the 48 hour thing, um, that's when I move into Nanu Rimu territory, which is in November. And I'm looking forward to get back into the writing thing too. And, uh, trying to get Candace to help me out with that. Cause that was one of the things that I learned from the, um, from the, the Withville UFO thing when we sold all those Blu-rays is that, you know, pushing myself as a filmmaker, like feels weird, you know, cause like i the, the only thing I do, people like to say, like, you know, you are what you do, right? If 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 you get up every day and you go to work and at work you wash dishes, then you're a fucking dishwasher. Like, that's it, right? Um, and for better or worse, every week I consistently create a podcast. I'm a fucking podcaster. You know what I mean? I've made movies in the past and I've done different things in the past, but what do I do now? What do I spend my time doing? You know what I mean? I spend my time not podcasting. And I'm looking forward to just like not stop doing this but like sure. take on other things as well sure. schedule permitting and uh yeah the right writing is good because it's free you could do it at home yeah um <laughs> you know it's like a, yeah. and it, it's it's ex, it's expressive and it's good i look forward to get back then too so i'm very happy when you told me that you were working on that this weekend because yeah i mean I'm, I'm trying to you know get some momentum going i mean i feel now more than ever i'm very motivated Good. You know, I, I know where I want to stop this thing roughly. I'm just ready to move on from the Mothman and start talking about other things because, well, I've already started doing that. So, <laughs> yeah. and I need to, you know, get that caught up and, but I need to finish that first, you know, and so that's where I'm at with it. Not that it won't be great. Of course it'll be great. Um, but, you Goes know, without saying, of course, finally doing it right. I'm like, <laughs> finally sitting. Well, I've been doing a lot, just a lot of housekeeping of, uh, get my files together and you know stupid shit that you got to do and like everything that i have is so all over the place somebody had asked me about a a particular case i don't remember what it was a new listener to the show um and they had asked if i would send them over something that i had mentioned on the show that i had i think it was my um my sky noises my sky dragon is what i call it called it um and i told them yeah i'll send it over but I got to fucking find it first. <laughs> like, I've got the file. I just don't know where it's at. Um, so, yeah, doing stuff like that. And uh, it's been nice to purge and reorganize. So that's been the theme here lately is purging and reorganizing. Um, but anyway, you want to talk about the, some news? 
I got something that's really bothering me that happened in the news this week, but I don't want to hijack the show by talking about it. But if if any listeners out there want to want to talk to Pat about his feelings, please get at me. Oh my god, this is so cryptic. I don't want to go into it because I don't want to hijack the show. But let me just let me just say this: in the news this week, it was announced that Pantera will be reuniting in 2023, and suddenly. All of my friends, who I very distinctly remember rocking out to Pantera with in high school in my early 20s, think that, like, Pantera is, like, white power music. And I don't want to get into this because we don't do a political show. But if you're a Pantera fan and we want to start a support group about why why people are trying to cancel Pantera right now, it's fucked up, like, please get at me on the side channels. And, and that's it. It's really been bothering me. It's been a very tough week for me. I have been seeing the memes. Um, the general opinion, I think, is that Pantera is a bunch of white supremacists. But I don't know. I don't know anything. About I it. don't think they fucking are. I don't. I don't maybe. know anything about. I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying I don't know anything about it because I am too young and cool to listen to Pantera. But <laughs> what about Down? Did you ever listen to Down? Down was their side project. No. It was stoner metal from Louisiana. It was awesome. Never heard of it. Oh, down the first down album is fucking fantastic. The second one's not bad either. And then I don't know, they put out a third one. But that was with the same two guys. I don't know. We're not gonna do I'm not trying to derail the show right now, but Pantera support group, get at me. Or if you have if you have evidence of them being there supposedly you go. Yes, fucking please share that with me as well. Because trust me, I don't want to support any I, I don't support that kind of hate speech and shit. But I don't I think they were they're just like cowboys from hell i mean they're, they're fucking you know there's it's southern fucking metal like i don't think that's necessarily racist but maybe i'm wrong i don't know <laughs> you're gonna I'm, like form together a whole group of like just unknowingly of racists and you're all gonna get together to go to this fucking pantera show yes it's gonna be like a proud boys rally that's what we like i'm trying you're to you're like, gonna be the only <laughs> i'm trying to tap different markets for us as a podcast i feel we're like we're very underrepresented in the proud boy circle and that's, those people are viciously loyal okay oh those, my God. those people will buy our merch and that's what we need we need we need to come up with <laughs> fucking merch that like speaks to that segment of the anyway go on with the news i'm gonna shut the fuck up about this now i'm sorry <laughs> pat's gonna form a hate group accidentally <laughs> right we're gonna storm the fucking capital oh my god don't say that you're gonna get our show taken down um no that's not happening but um i don't know anything about the pantera thing i mean like i said i kind of heard bits and pieces if you either want to join pat and his support group or enlighten him either one yes i i'm totally he's open to enlightenment if there is enlightenment to be had 100 percent, definitely 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 i'm not i'm not set in my ways i mean you know but yeah yeah, fuck, so. fuck, fuck racism, fuck racist. Yes, right? That's uh, I, I could say that I could, with 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 very little hesitancy. Fuck, fuck racism. <laughs> I have an anti, I have an anti-racist tattoo on my arm. You do, and yeah, I, I do. And I had a coworker tell me once, you know, if you go to jail, you're going to get raped by everybody. So that's why I. Um, that's why you it's know. gonna be funny when you show up with your fucking little hate group to the concert and they're all like, "What the fuck, man? I thought you were I'll just, have, I'll, I'll just have sleeves on. I just won't rock my <laughs> sleeveless shirt that day. I won't be wearing my Bigfoot Society tank top. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> I wear that. Fucking preaching, separate the art from the artist, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I mean, was Roman Polanski made some great fucking movies, guys? I don't oh know. God. 
Ooh, anyway. Um, okay, well, that's Pat's news. Did you have any other news for the week that you wanted to share? No, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Let's, let's, let's get to talk the good about, stuff. Did you actually watch the video that I sent you this week? Of course. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Pato did. I guess I didn't actually explicitly send videos to you before, and that's my problem. But um, anyway, this week, in, uh, right near the uh, Red River Gorge in Kentucky, there was a weird um, thing caught on somebody's security camera, and some people think that it's a pale crawler. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it looks weird. Um, of course I'll share the, um, the video down in the description. You guys can go see it. You probably have already seen, and I think this actually happened kind of right in the beginning of, uh, of, of, well, of the weird week anyway. Um, but you know, I don't know guys, I think this is just a tweaker. I think it's, that is no, 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 there, there's, um, instagram accounts that i follow that produce videos like that all the time yeah where it looks like a giant dragon is eating the moon or some shit where it's like special effects stuff that i hey I, i'm i have a, a small background in filmmaking that's not real i, think I don't think a, that's I real. Mean, it's it's a perfect of one of the the morph suits well so that is that is a that's potential that's definitely possible but what's what's crazy is that the way that the suit glows up in comparison to um the there's no light source it, it's yeah. generating its own light source which means that it's either a special effect or um and that's what i think it is i think it's cgi i don't think that's real because if it was a dude in a suit it would have to be glowing or something but it doesn't look like it's glowing around you know what i mean like if it uh, yeah, was i see what you mean yeah, so yeah. I th- I think it, I'm pretty sure that's like After Effects, you know. But yeah. for effort, I guess. But not really. It's kind of shitty. I don't know. I mean, it just it's so hard. We got so many hoaxes going around. Speaking of which, I will be on a Cryptocasters this Thursday, right? <laughs> talking about uh, the 21st, talking about um, hoaxes. Um, so if you're not on Clubhouse, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you just don't like fun. It's fine. But if you are in Clubhouse, you should definitely come and listen to my uh, CryptoCasters episode that I'm doing with uh, Greg from All the Weird, of course, great friend of the show, and and tons of other wonderful people that uh, will be there. I don't know if we'll talk about this. But anyway, the point is of of me even talking about that is that right now we have so many amateur filmmakers and and it's easier than ever to make something right from a video um i just i know i'm not buying this one i mean nothing about it screams unnatural to me it just looks to me it just looks like a dude purposefully walking weird yeah it's not real yeah i don't think that's real either so you know i don't know but what do i know i'm just a fucking 48 investigator i don't know shit so (laughs) You know, there's that. I mean, if you think it's real, it's fine. I don't. I don't know the person. I wasn't there. You know, <laughs> so, that wasn't my backyard. <laughs> right. I don't. You know, it's a, it's a weird one, but it's, a, it's been popular. It's been going around. People have been, um, you know, seeing it go around, and I, you know, it but, does. You know what though? This stuff doesn't. And you guys were talking about on the furry episode, uh, which if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to last week's episode about furries. Um, you know the you and Chris were talking about that Bigfoot skull or the the ape skull that yeah. was found or whatever. I you know I don't think and this is something we've talked about from time time and time on the show. But like hoaxes that generate a lot of interest in a field sometimes have positive effects, right? If somebody sees this video and then decides to do some research on their own and comes across a couple stories that are more authentic uh or at least are questionable you know 
maybe that's good. Maybe you know if if this when stuff like this goes viral, like that that werewolf thing that from the zoo that was all over yeah. the fucking place. Oh my god, that was everywhere. Yeah. If that gets people believing in werewolves or like at least looking into it or dogmen or whatever, good for I then you know I can't get mad at it. I agree you with know. that part. And, you know, I, I've, I've said that about, you know, because cryptids have now become like a popular meme. And there's a lot of people, you know, like the Mothman. People think that the Mothman is an anthropomorphic moth. And it's not. You know, it's a person. It looks like a dude. Um, but it gets the kids interested in it. And that part is pretty damn cool to me. So the people that are really going to catch an interest they're going to do the research and eventually they're going to find out that the mothman doesn't actually look like that or Mm -hmm. they're going to do the research and they're going to find out that that was just a tweaker in someone's driveway or whatever you know they're they're going to dig deeper into it because they already have that interest and they, they want to take it seriously it's just a matter of sparking it by having that go viral um again the thing that really did it for me i i say it's the patterson gimlin film except what really started it was ray wallace's faked bigfoot footprints because that's the article that i read about in that little time or life magazine or whatever the hell it was when i was a kid it was about those those fake footprints and called any question the patty film which then drove me to go watch it and then drove me to dive deeper and now here i am 31 i'm weird and that's what i do for a living you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> it was a hoax that got me into it you know um and I remember like being young and like I said, you know, shouted out Cryptomundo, I'll do it again. Um, you know, reading Cryptomundo and seeing these like faked, um, you know, some of the things that I remember the most ended up being hoaxes. There was this like video of like a gnome or something that, um, you know, I, gosh, I wish I, I'll maybe I'll find it. But there was like a video of like a gnome. The Duende? Um, well, I mean, I guess it could be a Duende. It could be um, Pukwaji. I mean, it was just a little person. And it was like, it was weird. It was like standing by a tree and it was like, it was filmed in another country. And it kind of like hopped around sideways. And then like, it was a group of kids filming it and they freaked out and uh, they ran away. But, and, and I was fascinated by it because man, it looked really good. I was like, what is that thing? What the fuck is that? Um, but then there were two other versions of that video that came out, which tells that this was fake. Um, you know, we know that it was just some kids filming a video and it, and it was fake, but I remember that, you know, fucking 15 years later, I remember that it's probably been longer than that. You know, I, you remember those things and, you know, again, it, it's kind of the formula that makes you become an investigator then and find the things that, that aren't real because that fascinates you more or pick apart the things that, I mean, it's still fun. It's still fun. Even if it's fake, it's fun. Most mind-blowing segue from the news into today's show topic. Something that I, I 100% had this experience with growing up. I, you know, you hear me talk about coast to coast AM a lot on the show, or sightings, or unsolved mysteries. That's what a lot of people name drop when they talk about what got them into the paranormal sure. and conspiracies and whatnot. For me, for me, it was weekly world news. And that's it was. Thing. It was being a kid, and if I was good and I helped my mom grocery shop, then I could get the weekly world news when we were in the supermarket checkout line at the mm-hmm. Jewels. And, um, you know, I, I, I was, and obviously they were, they were the, you know, the, the leader in these Elvis's alive conspiracy stories. Sure. But, um, you know, it, it probably, I probably read that thing for a couple fucking years before I realized it was all bullshit. Right. That's how that's how young I started reading that. Right. And it really did like the the stories about the aliens and and 
the Bermuda Triangle and UFO, you know, everything and the, the, the government. And, and, you know, it, it was a, it was a while before I started to realize, all right, this stuff's goofy. And it also had this weird conservative bent to it too. Um, now there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying like, before I realized it was a little, it was kind of, there was politics to it too. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, weekly world news, which is clearly a parody. Right. Clearly. Looking back now as adults, you could see that. But as a kid, I didn't I didn't make that distinction. And it was nothing but imagination fodder. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was it, the, the hoaxes of all hoaxes. None of that shit's fucking real, you know, and uh, still it ignited the imagination of a young Pat O'Sullivan. And yeah, if you uh, if you follow my stories, I'll repost some of their stuff still from Instagram, just because it's fucking hilarious. Um, but I shared the the bat. It was Bat Boy's birthday, and I shared that to my story, and somebody messaged me and was like, "Is that real?" <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, are you serious? You don't know who Bat Boy is? Like, are you serious? You you never right. heard of Weekly World News? Are and and you know you forget sometimes." how much of the world doesn't recognize that this entire fucking community exists like you really do until right. someone messages you on facebook and asks if bat boy is real <laughs> well not only if they're younger like i don't think weekly world news has existed in print form it's not even a thing yeah yeah maybe in like five ten years it's been, it's been off for now it's a website and they, they still kind of do it but it's not the same no um so there's there's it's entirely possible that like my son's generation or, or people maybe just a little bit younger than you yeah i don't know yeah could not have not be aware of it or maybe they just because it was really worried where would you get at the supermarket right that's the only place that you ever know what they don't carry it in fucking bookstores or anything no one had a no one had a subscription to that it's not like you went to the dentist's office and they had weekly world news there so like if you didn't go grocery shopping with your parents you know or you, you, you didn't know, see it right you didn't see it unless you had weirdo parents that brought it home but like it was, I was the weirdo that begged my mom to let me get it. You know what I mean? Cause I wanted to like, I was fascinated by all this shit in there. Yeah. You know? I understand. I mean, just the format of it, it's really well put together. I mean, <laughs> oh, but, could you imagine, you imagine being a writer for that? Like, I'm sure they got paid shit. Like, in, like realistically oh, yeah. looking at it, like those people were probably making like next to nothing, but like, think about what an awesome job that would be. We probably <laughs> have more podcast listeners than they had readers of weekly world <laughs> No, that had to be. That had to be. I mean, I did. So, so my my viewpoint is skewed. I actually bought it on a. I mean, if it came out fifty two weeks a year, I probably had thirty to forty issues. (laughs) I read it like every fucking week. I loved it. Um, We should try to get them on the show if they're if anybody's still around. I mean, someone's still doing it. Oh my god, that would be. I would. I would sit there and pitch them. That would be a job interview. That wouldn't be a podcast episode. That would. Wouldn't that be cool? begging for a job just to come up with like <laughs> like one night a week i'll sit down flack myself in the garage get baked and just come up with like fucking whatever 15 of these stories fuck writing for paranormality magazine you guys can, <laughs> you guys can take that job and shove it i want to get a i want a gig working for weekly world news man that would be that's that's up my alley i oh mean maybe you should do it i'm just saying uh, we'll look but, into that we'll definitely look yeah. into getting someone from there on because i bet whoever would do it would love to come on and talk about i it. think it'd be cool i think that would yeah. be a neat episode um yeah. you know so that, anyway that but but yeah i mean stuff like that it, it generates your interest in these things and now look at you pato you're a paranormal podcaster getting ready to write for them i don't you know <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe um you know but but speaking of um ridiculous and out there hoaxes um <laughs> 
Pato did a Twitter poll and you know to see if you guys would like an Elvis episode and you guys overwhelmingly said yes overwhelmingly I was actually right. kind of surprised um, that it, it was that um, unanimous, basically. Um, but uh, Pato wanted to talk about it because Elvis has got some weird shit surrounding him and his life. Um, now, I will preface this by saying that this is not a judge of character of Elvis himself. Okay, we're not going to talk about the fact that he's a pedophile, that he steals ideas from black people um, or, or anything like that. Um, you know, if, if you want to learn about that, you can go learn about that. Um, we know we know he did those things. Right. I mean, but he's dead now. But according to some people, he's not. And that's the part that we're going to talk about. So, <laughs> Pato, Elvis. Wow. You're just going to fucking. Oh, yeah. Just throw it out just there. Just throw it everybody out knows. Uh, yeah, so um, according to uh, according to Weekly World News, no, uh, <laughs> the man, I guess uh, Elvis died August sixteenth, nineteen seventy seven, um, and it's been long, uh, long held belief by some people that he did not, that he's still alive. So, kind of to put this in a little bit of context, celebrities hoaxing their deaths is not anything new or, or particular to Elvis. This is something that's kind of been around for a while. Uh, the first uh, biggest example of it is Paul McCartney from the Beatles. Oh, Some yeah. people claim that he died in a car accident and that the Beatles, around the same time that the Beatles stopped playing out live during like the, around the Sgt. Pepper's album. And that that's the reason that the Beatles stopped playing out live and that the Beatles felt so guilt racked about uh, hoaxing his death that they left a bunch of clues in their songs to suggest that he was still alive. Right. Um, that that was one of the first examples of this. It's it's actually something that a lot of universities have studied about how conspiracy theories spread. You know, because it's kind of a nice, safe one. It's not. We're not talking about Kennedy assassination. Sure. It's nothing super political. Celebrity death hoaxes, right? And in more modern times, something that um, I heard about just recently, actually, no connection to the Elvis thing. There's a lot of people that think that Ava Levine faked her death too. I don't know if you're aware of that one. Um, they think that she committed suicide after. Uh, the release of her second album, well, before her second album was released, but after it was recorded, that she was uh, under so much pressure from the record company and everything that she just died, and uh, that she was replaced with someone else named Melissa, and that there's a bunch of clues and different appearances that she's had that she's not this person, she's not actually ever living, that she's this other chick, Melissa, and um, you know, I mean, there's been stuff about Tupac. I remember from the 90s, they because mostly because Tupac had made a bunch of movies before he died, and all those movies, shit, yeah, yeah, all those movies had come out after he died. And I remember being in high school and working at a burger stand, and one of my coworkers being like, "What is he on an island somewhere making movies? This guy has been in more movies than I have since he died, and I'm fucking alive." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how how is this possible? Um, well, because my favorite, obviously- um, my favorite Dave Chappelle skit is when he's at the club and the new Tupac song comes on, and he's like, Tupac is like obviously there singing the song, like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's talking about how he died, you know, <laughs> shit. So <laughs> anyway, it's a good one. Dave Chappelle's a local celebrity, so we right. 
when gratuitous Dave Chappelle in my life. Not um, problematic at all, but Ashford seems to give him a free pass, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> very, he can be very problematic. Oh, well, um, let's let's stop and like give a disclaimer about David Chappelle while we're at it. You know what I mean? I see how it works around <laughs> here. Jesus, I see how I see how your bread's buttered. Listen, you have to say these. You got to point them out. I mean, it is what it is. Dave Chappelle, he's a local celebrity. Yes, I've seen all of his things, but he needs to learn to shut the fuck up sometimes. (laughs) Okay. I don't think Um, he's a bad person. He just needs to reel it in. Um, Well, thank God Elvis didn't steal his jokes. Let me just put that out there because otherwise he would have been cancelable. Right. Uh, as, As it stands now, not so much. So, um, so the Elvis is still alive theory is something that um, popped up uh, pretty much almost immediately after he died. Um, and there's a couple different reasons. One of them is that uh, Elvis was supposedly, we, we know that Elvis um, was very enamored with law enforcement and uh, he was a big fan of guns, and he was a big fan of badges for some reason. He, Elvis was a weird dude, right? And there's that famous picture of Elvis with Richard Nixon in the 70s. And um, that came about because Elvis also loved drugs, and he liked to travel with drugs. And he had the bright idea that if he was made a DEA agent and had a badge, that he would be able to get through airports with drugs on him. And I don't know how well it worked. I, you know, I think it worked well, but um, he used his connections to have a meeting with Nixon in 1970. And Nixon was more than happy to make him a honorary DEA agent. Right. So supposedly around the time of his death, he was approached by the FBI. And this is something that has been released um, through the FBI files, like stuff that's eventually come out, you know, either FOIA stuff or, um, you know, just it's, it's now accessible to the public. Um, the FBI had asked him to uh, bring down a cover of a group of racketeers called the Fraternity. Um, and supposedly he, you know, anyone that knows Elvis' story knows that he spent like the past, um, the, the last years of his life was spent in Vegas as kind of a, a as the, the resident act at the International Hotel. And obviously the mob had strong ties to Vegas and um, Colonel Parker, who was his manager, kind of locked Elvis into this deal at the International Hotel to subsidize his gambling debts. Right. There's other reasons too. Colonel Parker was a was a was a shady motherfucker that couldn't leave the country because he wasn't actually a U.S. citizen. He was a legal alien and Elvis wanted to do a world tour. But Colonel Parker couldn't allow that because then he would have to leave the country and he had no passport because he wasn't really a citizen. So he made sure that Elvis was like basically a slave to Las Vegas the last years of his life. Vegas being a mob town. Elvis had um, sold one of his airplanes to one of these mobsters and the FBI caught wind of them having like a a, a pretty legitimate um, like interaction right he was just selling him an airplane and the fbi approached elvis uh to be an undercover agent for them to help bring down the maf this this group of mafiosos known as the fraternity and supposedly the whole thing went sideways and the feds then put him in witness protection because there was a hit out for him right 
And the last things the Fed, the feds wanted was for Elvis to be killed because of the, him cooperating with them on this, on this mafia bus thing. So that's all kind of verified the witness protection thing. Not so much, but him working with the feds around the time of his death on this undercover, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to bring down these mobsters that were operating out of Vegas. Okay. So that's kind of like where the, where the fuel starts, right. Um, that he had motive, he had reason also, like I mentioned before, he was locked into basically this lifetime contract with the inter- intercontinental hotel to be a performer. And Elvis never really got to travel the world. Um, one of the things that he really wanted to do was go on tour in the overseas and like Europe and, and Japan and stuff like that. He never got to do any of that, which is insane if you think about that for an artist of his caliber at that time. You know, the Rolling Stones were, were basically living in the United States. They were from England. You had people going back and forth all the time. Right. Elvis never did any of that. The farthest he ever got was Hawaii, you know. Um, and once again, because of Colonel Parker not wanting him to leave the country because of his his own citizenship issues. So it, it's something that later on in life really started to bother Elvis. And the height of his fame, the fact that he was locked into this contract, it all kind of created this environment to where somebody would potentially want to fake his own death. He also had more money than anyone could want, like, you know, where he sure. could out. He could live out his life comfortably uh, without the help of the government. Um, so, so that is that is like kind of like I guess the uh, the very vanilla straight take on it. Okay. All right. Okay. So those um, are the, are you saying that those are the facts? Um. Yes. Now the FBI file stuff like it doesn't like I said it doesn't say that he was ever put in witness protection, sure. but it does say that he was collaborating with them. And that they thought that he was an ideal candidate to help bring down um, the uh, the the fraternity, which was the mafia group. Okay. Okay. So that 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 those are the the facts. Okay. Okay. All right. And uh, so, what happened when Elvis died? Well, people started seeing him places, right? He started popping up all over the place, and some of them were kind of ridiculous, and some of them weren't. Um, People thought that, you know, he was one of these figures that had such a rabid fan base that some people just didn't want to think that he was dead. Um, But there was also some sightings that were a little bit more credible than others. There's uh, one. um, (laughs) There's one sighting that's that's you can check it out yourself. Supposedly, he's in Home Alone. Did you come across this in your what? research? No, I didn't see that. Yes. Yeah, so the scene where uh, um, Kevin McAllister's mom is at the airport trying to get back to Chicago and the flights are all booked and, um, you know, they she can't get one. And then John Candy shows up and says, hey, I'm, you know, the king, I'm whatever his name is, the polka king of the Midwest. We'll give you a ride on our bus back to Chicago or Milwaukee. He's going to Milwaukee, whatever the deal is. In the background, there's a guy that looks a lot like Elvis. And I will say this. I've seen the comparison photos. He looks a lot like Elvis. And what's interesting about that is that the movie that Christopher Columbus, who's the director, made right before Home Alone was a movie called Heartbreak Hotel. Strangely enough, about a group of teenage boys that kidnap Elvis so that he'll fuck one of their moms or something. I've never seen the movie, but supposedly... (laughs) 
that's like that's basically the plot of it is these teenagers in the in the 60s trying to kidnap elvis so um yeah there's people you can look it up vice uh vice.com did a pretty good article about it and it's got the comparison photos so i I looked it up just now i mean he looks like elvis he looks like Elvis, but you know, I mean, whatever, you know, that, that's the thing about stuff like this is that all it takes is for, for it to like, kind of look that bad. Like if you, if you look at those weekly world news, uh, headlines where they have like Elvis is going to run for president in 2008 or Elvis, they had, they had a field day. And this is what I said about weekly world news being like, kind of, kind of conservative is that they had a field day when Lisa Marie married Michael Jackson where supposedly Elvis was going to come out of hiding to put an end to this. Elvis was not happy that his daughter married the King of Pop. You know what I mean? Um, and and the, the Photoshop, and mind you, this is like an era before Photoshop. Um, so it's like really probably cut and paste. Like very, they don't have the technology that we have now. And the Weekly World News would do these photo jobs of an aging Elvis. And like, it didn't look that bad. You know, I mean, you you look at it and you can kind of tell what it is. Like, you know, it's supposed to be an old Elvis, but there's no real old Elvis for you to compare it to. So you don't know what he would necessarily look like, you know. That's true. That's a, well, that's a good point. Um, I I really like how, you know, I was asking you, are we just going to cover Elvis this week? Or are we going to talk about, you know, different celebrity deaths, maybe or celebrity conspiracies or whatever? And then you sent me this article and the top picture in the article is not of elvis it's of bruce campbell from bubba hotep which is a fucking fantastic <laughs> movie <laughs> right Cause, well because we haven't gotten into the elvis paranormal stuff yet no 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 not like, yet. i just wanted to but, mention that you know but 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 elvis impersonators and you know let me tell you i mean you know bruce campbell look, it looks like elvis um you know that's kind of another driving force is that like elvis can still be elvis and perform um because there's so many impersonators out there you wouldn't really know if it was the real one or not for a very long time anyway until probably you know now that he's very old um but it's like uh oh my gosh what's the comedian that people think didn't die that's another one. Oh my gosh oh, oh um oh oh geez uh what's his, a man man in the moon um, yeah 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 man in the moon guy i yeah. can't remember his fucking oh name. my god i'm gonna kill my fucking self uh andy coffin Andy Kaufman yes Yes. he also had a character that he played that somebody I can't remember who it was exactly somebody could also play and so people thought that he didn't die because they would see that character being played still but there was a second person that played him just fine um you know and so that that struck a whole other conspiracy um you know for another celebrity that and and actually god we should have done Andy Kaufman because I mean for any if anybody's gonna fake their own death it'd be him um it makes sense there are like year after year people are like it's the year it's the year he's he's gonna reveal himself you know he's alive he's not Andy Kaufman's dead and so is an Elvis but um you know this is just kind of it's just part of it it's part of a conspiracy death theory or you know is that these these celebrities get sick of the fame and they go into hiding and they do it by faking their own death and then they just walk around amongst us and they'll be like oh are you so and so and they're like no I'm not so and so you know well anybody that's ever read like an interview well i don't want to say any interview with a celebrity but that's a very common theme is that there are there are pitfalls to being a celebrity and especially like that level like if fucking we're not just talking about like jensen eccles here 
right? You know, we're talking about goddamn Elvis, like that level of celebrity, that height of fandom, you know what I mean? Um, that, that can, there could be a backlash to that, you know, especially when it gets into people trying to make money off you, you know, and Elvis got a lot of, you know, there was a lot of people that were trying to make money off him that gave him bad career advice. There was a lot of people that, uh, you know, took advantage of him. Sure. All, all, you hear it all the time, you know, with, with all different kinds of, you know, musicians and actors and people that get screwed over and they're bankrupt now. And that's why Nicolas Cage was making a movie a month for a couple of years. Right. It's because right. he was so much in fucking debt and, and, and then, he, you know, cleared the books and now he's good now and he can go back to doing Ghost Rider or whatever. Fucking Nicholas Cage stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, buying $50,000 Iron Man comics or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, be a Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, like, like I said, I think with any of these things, you have to look at what is their motive? Is there opportunity? And that's the thing with Elvis is that there is a, there's definitely motive. There was definitely reason for him to want to do that outside of the mafia angle. Right. He had reached that kind of level of celebrity where there was nowhere to go, but down, you know, and maybe just trying to fucking ride out the rest of his life. Uh, and and seclusion or just kind of away from the public eye was what he wanted to do and some people point to an interview that lisa maria's daughter did with uh larry king where he asked her about this stuff and she was very elusive in how she answered and he asked if she felt if he was still in contact with her and he didn't she didn't exactly say no she kind of gave a weird answer but she was kind of a weird chick anyway so um you know that's not necessarily but there's little breadcrumbs breadcrumbs like that along the way Right. Where where people kind of kept this hope alive that that he was alive, you know, and um, you mentioned the article that I sent you with the Bubba Hotep where they talk about the more supernatural aspects of Elvis. Right. Um, so getting into that real quick, supposedly and this is something that's been documented in a couple of different places, but supposedly when Elvis was born, there was a blue light that appeared over the hospital and Elvis has a history of UFO sightings. So this was the first one. This was actually made by his dad on the day of his birth. Um, Elvis was, like I said, he, in the hospital he was bored. His dad went out to have a cigarette, saw a UFO above the hospital, thought that it meant that his son would be destined for great things. Um, then when Elvis was growing up, he had claims that he had an encounter with extraterrestrials. And a lot of this stuff, I, I looked all over the Internet because I wanted quotes for this. And everything I find keeps pointing back to uh, this book called uh, Alien Rock, The Rock and Roll Extraterrestrial Connection. And it's about musicians who have experience with uh, extraterrestrials, right? So I, I haven't read, obviously, once again, I'm going to read the book after we do the episode and then come back in three weeks and talk about fucking blah, 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 blah. But um i'd like to do an episode on celebrities and uh ufos yeah i mean this book i was looking at it like supposedly david bowie's got a bunch of shit i'm a huge david bowie fan uh you know we kind of talked about the sammy hagar stuff shirley mclean was a big one growing up she was one of the earliest ones that i remember and then yeah to double back with the elvis stuff elvis supposedly there was an encounter that he had with aliens when he was younger and they showed him visions of the future and stuff. And it, 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 he didn't understand it, but it made him think that it, it kind of bolstered his confidence that he was going to go on and do great things, supposedly. Um, and then there was a sighting that him and one of his bandmates had when they were on the road. And supposedly they saw a UFO together. And that was, uh, you know, like I said, corroborated by an, uh, another witness. 
so he had he had an interest in this stuff and um that kind of i think is where the the elvis taken by aliens thing that we saw in weekly world news or a lot of these stories kind of gained momentum is that it wasn't just enough that he was potentially alive and on the run from the mafia and witness protection or just laying low it was that he was alive and there was a supernatural component to it as well because that seemed to kind of go hand in hand with him uh when he was alive well interesting so what do people think that he was abducted by aliens and now he's living in a alien country i don't know an alien planet i mean is that <laughs> alien country i don't know if that exists but um yeah i mean is that i'm I mean, sure there's i'm sure there's somewhere no popular consensus is that he's dead <laughs> okay yeah. i i i'm sure, sure you, i'm sure you could uh cast a wide enough net and find some oddball somewhere that's gonna fucking uh suggest something you know uh i i did come across uh some artwork on twitter that i had saved on my phone that showed him getting experimented on by aliens so like yeah it's kind of uh you know that's just but what's again going back to the weekly world news thing and kind of the the holy trinity of paranormal and conspiracies i mean you have elvis ufos and bigfoot you know for the longest time like those were the three big ones and i think the elvis stuff has kind of calmed down and mostly because of generational things you know people my age and and younger don't have the reverence towards him that people my age and older do you know he he's not the figure that he used to be and there's never been anyone to kind of pick up that mantle um you know kurt cobain died at a young age and 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 some people think that like his suicide wasn't necessarily a suicide, but no one's gone to those lengths where there's like a ridiculous amount of Kurt Cobain sightings or people think that he's living with, with UFOs or something, you know, that, you know, he died, he died at 27. So he's part of the 27 club, which is apparently a thing. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's another potential show topic because there's lots of people there. <laughs> right. Right. So his, his death put a different conspiracy. So people ran with it. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, nobody, nobody's kind of like, I think, galvanize the imagination of of the public like like elvis did but that was because he was such a oddball character in and of himself like that right. was he he collected handguns he shot tvs he supposedly liked to get pissed on people think he died on the toilet he had a lot of money did crazy shit uh he, was a he died with like 20 pounds of shit inside of his intestines or something like that and that's true actually it's not 20 i don't know how much it was it was like a crazy he was extremely constipated Oh, my God. And it was a crazy, he had a crazy amount of poop in his intestines. You know, just life advice from a 41-year-old. One of the things that I've realized. Eat your fiber. Don't push. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't push. Let it happen. If it's not ready to happen, then go do something else. There's there's no bigger waste of time than sitting on the toilet waiting for something to happen that's not going to happen. Wait until it's going to happen and then sit down. And if you time it right. The act of you squatting down and it'll just everything will just come right out and then you could just clean up and leave. But uh don't push because that's how he supposedly died. Is straining too much on the shitter, you know. Well, that's real. That's that's verifiable. That can't happen to you. I don't remember if he did actually die on the shitter or not. No, that they don't think he did. They think that's just one of those things that I think that that rumors. story happened because when they did the autopsy on him, they found pounds and pounds of shit in his intestines. And that's because he was taking a lot of drugs. Painkillers, yeah, painkillers right. will do that to you. He was taking yeah. a lot of drugs, but anyway, I am a, you know. I am a big proponent of uh, Vicodin, and 
and Oxycontin and Perks, Percocets, and all that stuff. I mean, that's Jesus. It makes the world go around. But that's the problem is that it makes you poo hard. You know, I, I looked it up. I was very curious. He died with more than 30 pounds of feces in his intestines. 30 oh. pounds. Now, now I'm, that's, think about it. Like you, like we were having conversations off air. I, I mean, I went, I got hospitalized because I had 20 pounds of fluid on my chest. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. sudden weight gain is a fucking bitch. 30 pounds. 30. From food. Yeah. If you were able, imagine if you were able to pass all that. And you're now you're 30 pounds shit. lighter. Listen, Elvis didn't shit for like two weeks straight before he died. He was probably. Well, I don't think. People. I don't think they had Metamucil back then. I mean, they might, <laughs> might not have. I don't know. We had, we had to invent it first. We, now, now we have. We have the the life saving measures that take could have been one in place. a day. <laughs> oh my whatever. god, that's a that's a vitamin. But you know, whatever you got to take to gut health is very important. Oh yeah, um, you got to have good gut health. First of all, no, none of us drink enough water. I'm gonna tell you that right now. <laughs> No single one of us drink enough water. Drink your water. Eat your fiber. And if you're not drinking your water and eating fiber, take some Metamucil. That's you know. <laughs> I love my Metamucil every night before bed. Part of my oh, ritual. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, you know, we're old people. Now, um, yeah, that's like one of those you know urban legends about Elvis. But that one's real. I mean, did he die on the toilet? I don't. He did not. I don't believe. Um, I'm pretty sure that one's fake. But yes, he did. He had over 30 pounds of shit in his intestines. So that's true. Wow. So that's the one part of the story that's not full of shit. And I think also um, the, I think, I'm looking it up real quick. One of the other driving factors was that um, there's no autopsy photos of him. Mm, I didn't know that. There's only, there's one of him laying in a coffin, um, but normally there are autopsy photos taken of celebrities and usually they're released. Um, but... I don't think that there were any. Nope, there's no autopsy photos of Elvis. Yeah, I mean, we got that picture of Kennedy with a hole in his head. You think right. that they would? Uh, think they would have done something there? Maybe not. Right. I mean, so there was a body. People could go see it, but was it really a body? I mean, I we don't know. Or was it somebody else's body? You know, and just dressed to look like Elvis. I mean, those uh, listen, those people dress up corpses. They do a damn good job sometimes. Yeah sometimes they are just on top of it so i mean you know i don't know that's that's another thing that kind of adds to it um there was somebody the first elvis sighting and maybe you said that took place when um somebody by a particular name that elvis used to book to allegedly book hotels he there was a guy that came in looked exactly like him at the airport and gave that name and people think that that's that was elvis no i didn't hear that one of, one of the things i had in my notes was that um they used he they misspelled his middle name on his uh tombstone Did and they? they yeah they thought so his his middle name was aaron and it was actually spelt really funky and when it was spelled on his tombstone they used the traditional spelling and that would have been the time to get his spelling correct you know what i mean because it was his fucking tombstone and people theorized that that was because he would have thought that it was it was like bad juju to have a real tombstone out there with his name on it, you know? So they, so he authorized the misspelling to kind of, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, like I don't want, like, I, I could see that. Like if you were a, kind of a superstition person and you're like planning your death, be like, well, don't spell my name on my tombstone. You know? <laughs> Since you're Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. 
<laughs> it was all right. I can't, I, I'm not a good, I can't do impressions very well. But uh, yeah, well, he could, yeah, I could see that, especially because he was, kind, you know, a weirdo, it sounds like, you know, um, it could be. Or someone just fucked up and did their job wrong. That happens way more often than people faking their own death. <laughs> yeah, but they would have fixed it. I mean, it's fucking Elvis. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd think. I don't know. You'd be that asshole. You'd be like, fuck this job. I'm going to quit the next day. I don't know. Who knows? You know, disgruntled worker. Maybe he hated Elvis. He's like, he's a pedophile. <laughs> and he steals dance moves and music from black people. I don't know. You know, you could say the same thing about the fucking Beastie Boys, not the pedophile pedophile part, thank God. But like, is it is it is it wrong to be like in like what 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 is it stealing and when is it like I was influenced by this? No, I'm pretty sure he ripped off very specific things that were very specifically somebody's. I can't remember because I didn't I didn't research this topic for this show, you know, right now. But it was like songs that were straight up not his and dance well, moves that were straight up not his yeah but you know i i will say this so okay as far as um i, I want to say this about the music thing because like first of all i i i'm an elvis fan like i wasn't like not like rabid but like people always say like oh either you're an, uh, an elvis fan or a beatles fan I would definitely be consider myself in the Elvis camp. Now, if you said Elvis versus the Rolling Stones, I would definitely say the Rolling Stones. And if you took it one further and said Rolling Stones versus the Who, I would definitely pick the Who. So the Elvis is not in my hierarchy of like old time rock and roll. Right. You don't have like an Elvis collection or something. Like, you know what I mean? With no, but I mean, when I was in that band with Mike Vanderbilt, like we covered Jailhouse Rock, which was kind of more of a Blues Brothers thing. But we also did Burn in Love. And like we would fucking blow people's faces off with fucking Burn in Love. Like we, yeah. we fucking played the shit out of that song. So like, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan. You know, I went and saw the movie, you know, but like I'm not. You know, no, I don't have an Elvis tattoo or anything like that. I would like to, I've never been to Graceland, but I would like to go. I think it'd be kind of a cool trip. Um, But, you know, as far as the music thing, you know, all this is all I got to say. Number one, as far as like white people playing like quote unquote black people music, I think that argument in itself is a little fucking racist. And I think, like I said, you don't have to look any further than the Beastie Boys to see that sometimes white people co-opt a, a black fucking uh, what some consider traditionally a black form of music and do fucking amazing things with it. Um, and then as far as the covers go, I'm no music historian, but I do know that like back in the day, it was a lot looser as far as covers go. When you, when you listen to the oldie station, like there's like a lot of different versions of songs that were covered by artists in a very short period of time. Not like it is today, right? Where like if an artist today puts out a cover album, or like if Lana Del Rey covers Sublime, it's like kind of an outlier. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it doesn't happen that much. Back in the 50s and 60s, where there was where there just weren't that many rock and roll songs, people would cover each other kind of a lot. Um, and because you're talking about things in the infancy of like publishing rights, did people get screwed out over money? Like, yeah, but guess what? George Romero got fucked over royalties for Night of the Living Dead. That thing's fucking public domain. Like, that shit still happens. Like, you know what I mean? Um, what, not, I, I don't think that he maliciously, like, robbed shit from black people. Um, were his managers savvy? Probably. Uh, you know, were they, were they interested in the almighty dollar more than artistic integrity sure and that only lends credence to why he would want to get out of the music industry later on in life anyway we know that his managers fucked him over in the end 
and had him fucking held hostage in that Vegas hotel for the last five, seven years of his life or whatever, you know? Um, so I don't know. And, and I, I refuse to comment on pedophilia in general because it's, 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 we know that it's a bad thing. I don't need to weigh in on that. You know, you're not supposed to fuck kids. That's not the point. Sure. I mean, but we're talking a long time ago, you know, and, and some people use that. It was a different time, but he knew what he was doing, but he was Elvis. He could have anybody he wanted, even if that person was underage and not fully developed. Um, regardless, the, the, the music thing, you know, I, I will comment on that. The issue is because I get, I completely understand what you're saying. However, the part of it that you nor I can understand because we are not black people is that rock and roll music and the particular dance that Elvis was doing were things that black people were not just chastised for. You're talking about a time where they would raid their clubs and fucking lynch the band right in front of everybody. People fucking died to go dance like Elvis did and listen to that music. And then Elvis went and did it. And even though he was controversial because of the things that he was doing, um, and there was, of course, a lot of people that were like, oh, my God, that's so terrible he won right at the end of the day he won he didn't he wasn't at risk for being lynched out and you know in the front of the town in front of everybody he didn't have that issue um i can't think of um the particular cases like i said i didn't research for it but that is the difference there um is that you know people actually died to partake in in that whereas white people didn't really have that risk um so that just goes back to like generational racism and trauma um which is just not something like i said that you or i as white people can really understand and i I, that's why i leave it at that i'm not going to continue to argue for it or against it because it's not my place but i just wanted to note that i'm aware of it and that's it that's all i needed to say about it personally yeah i'll I'll let you get the final word on that one that's fine (laughs) i'm okay with that sure i mean it's not our it's not our fight you know what i mean so that's <laughs> i'll leave it at that but you know that is and, and yeah he was a pedophile i mean that part's just true i mean you know sorry was he a huge figure in in history absolutely it, it's very silly to pretend like he wasn't just because he did bad things a lot of big figures have done some really terrible things people still do bad things um you know but he did um you know influence a lot of things fucking bill cosby is a perfect example um you know look at how terrible that fucking guy was but bill cosby also sent so many people so many black people to college and did a lot for his communities and things like that i mean he still did good things but then he raped a bunch of women that's not good either you know and so i mean i think that's kind of I think people get confused on cancel culture and kind of what that means. I mean, it's not saying that we should just completely get rid of the fact that they have done things that were important or notable because we shouldn't. Those things were still important and notable, but it's still kind of taking the time to acknowledge that they still did bad things. I think I find it frustrating too. And this is interesting how, how this is kind of coming full circle, but like going back to the Pantera thing, you know, I, you know, it, it just sucks when like, and, and and not to make this all about cancel culture, but I think you're absolutely right in your assessment of uh, of Elvis, and I think we need to we need to be realistic about history. Right. And some people just don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear that uh, their heroes did bad things, and they don't want to hear that like, oh, now I can't like this anymore. And there are people out there that don't make that distinction. You know, there are people out there that say, no, we have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We can't separate the art from the artist and everything has to go. Um, I, I, I don't think that 
that's necessarily true. And I think that if you look at people that aren't famous and that aren't famous artists and that are just run of the mill everyday folks, you know, I've done some bad shit in my day. I, I mean, I, I never oh, we're human. co-opted rock and roll from fucking black people or, or, or was a pedophile, but like, you know, I, I don't exactly have a clean record. Um, I'm sure my wife could get on here and talk about tons of terrible things I've fucking done. Um, but you know, I, that's people that's being human. And I think where it gets frustrating is when people forget that they themselves are human and not perfect. And I think that there's some instances where some people are so critical of other people that when they do fuck up and something does come out about them, that we just kind of celebrate it because there's nothing we love more than knocking people off their high horses. You know, and that's why I have a tendency, knowing my past being what it is, knowing that I'm kind of a fucking asshole. Um, I it it takes a lot for me to come down on somebody, uh, just because you know, hey man, like I you're more I, forgiving. Well, I think I'm, I'm I'm more understanding of the human experience than some people are. Some people live in bubbles, and it's really easy for them to criticize anything they don't understand. And if you've never made mistakes, or you've never known people to make mistakes, or you've never asked for redemption or, or given any or forgiven anybody, then yeah, it's really easy to be a fucking hardline motherfucker and be like, no, you know, fuck these people, fuck this band, fuck this artist, fuck all this, you know, for, forget everything they did because, you know, th- they did this and this, the, the gravity of this outweighs the gravity of that. And I don't think it's about us passing judgment as much as just fucking telling the truth. And, and being able to look at the whole bloody mess of some right. people's character, you know, and Elvis is one of those people, potentially Pantera is one of those groups too. I don't know if, what, what racism shit they did, if they did anything, or if it's just, it's no longer in vogue to be a Southern rock and roll band. I mean, Leonard Skinner still seems to be able to tour and no one gives a shit, but like, who knows, you know? Um, I think when it comes to cancel culture, the, the thing about it is, is that it is personal now you got people that are just extremists and they jump on the bandwagon because like you said it's something to do and they love it um but i I think at the end of the day it comes down to your personal preference and and where your moral goal points land at so like with me pedophilia doesn't get a pass i'm I'm very strong i feel very strongly about it that's because i was a victim you know and so um and and probably other people that feel very strongly about it are also victims and what i mean by that is like the 17 year old girl like i'm not talking the seven year old girl you know (laughs) and that's that's, to some people the 17 year old is a gray area for me that's a hard stop and i can't reason i my traumatized brain can't reason it otherwise i can't rationalize in any other way it's extreme for me um but that's because that's my personal experience um and I think that just with in general and with canceling people, it that's how it is. I mean, it's kind of up to you to decide to what degree you're willing to forgive somebody because we all make mistakes. Listen, if you go back, I have like these notebooks from high school where we used to write notes to each other. And if anybody ever reads that shit, I'm fucking canceled because the humor that we had when I was a teenager is absolutely not okay now. It's just not okay. Um, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to excuse it and be like, well, it's a different time or whatever, but we thought that it was okay then. And now it's not okay. And I know that it's not okay. Um, that's another measure of it too, is, is if that person ever seeks redemption, right? If they're like, oh shit, I fucked up. I did something wrong. And then they try to redeem themselves for it because that, you know, you do have to be accountable to your own actions and Elvis is dead or maybe he's not dead. I don't know. Um, but maybe he's not a racist anymore, a pedophile. I don't know. 
you know, <laughs> but <laughs> again, it's a personal thing. And I just, I stay out of it mostly because I realize that it's a personal thing. And if any of us had the one answer of what was morally correct and what wasn't, then we wouldn't be fighting about it. It would just be that one way. And it isn't. So obviously none of us are 100% right about it. Um, but that's, that's just, you know, that's my thing about it. So anyway, Pato, do you think Elvis is still alive? Uh, so I'm, I just I just did a Google search and the lead singer Pantera said some pretty crazy shit on Twitter. So oh, so he's definitely a racist. <laughs> Let me put it like this: I wouldn't say that shit. I think it's, I'll read it to you afterwards. Oh, I don't want to read it now. I don't want to read it now. I really I feel like I should. No, don't read it now. Don't. No, it's, just I, I just I'll just say this: if 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 you guys I hate I hate like teasing the audience like that. Just Google Phil and Samuel, uh Juneteenth. <laughs> Oh God! Get Twitter post. And, I can uh, only imagine. I mean, I think he's deaf. Oh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to apologize because he's southern. <laughs> I think he's just. He's just uh, I don't know. And well, you saw it, and you decided that there. That's your. There's your moral goalpost, and he passed it. <laughs> I. Uh, I. I mean, I get it now. Let me put it like this: Everybody that like gave me shit on Facebook for being excited about the Pantera tour. Uh, I guess I get what you guys so are saying. So Pat is canceling the support group. <laughs> no, no, because I think we need community more than any ever now. We need to come together and try to reckon with uh, Phil and Samuel, and it's just goofy shit that he fucking says online. If it's you were not, victimized me, by me, Pantera's racism. No, it's not, let me put it like this. I mean, let me, I, this is actually very, I'm from the south side of Chicago. This is very much what a south sider would say. It is not hateful. It is not hateful. Is it incredibly insensitive? Yes. But it's not hateful, I believe. My take on it. I don't think this man has hate in his heart. Uh, but I, I think that he definitely lives in a bubble. And, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, whatever. We're not here to talk about Phil and Zombo from Pantera. We're here to talk about Elvis, right? <laughs> Much sure. less polarizing figure. Uh, so, no, I'm, I'm done for this week. I need to, I need to, I don't know. It's too many fucking white people. <laughs> too many white people. I agree. That's a problem. White people in rock and roll. I'm sorry. That's true. That and that's the problem with Elvis. There needs to be more black exposure for the people that whose ideas these were originally, and that's the issue. Um, sure. Anyway. Sure. Anyway, at least we agree on that. But you didn't sure. answer the question. Do you think Elvis is dead? Or do you? Oh. Um. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna say. I'm. Nobody's talking you here. I'm gonna say maybe. Okay. I'm gonna say probably. I'm gonna say 75% sure he's dead. 25%. Why not? Maybe still. Honestly, though, at this point, even if he did fake his death, or there's some shenanigans there, he's probably dead anyway. Just of natural causes. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I mean, it's been it's been 40 fucking years. 45 years since he since died. He faked right? his death, but he was since 40. He, he would be in his 90s now. There's no way that dude lived that long. No fucking way. You know. Maybe. I mean, if he if he's in it, if he's you know, if he's conspiring with aliens, then he could be. I will say this though. Elvis faked his death from a heart attack at 42 years old. I'm 41 years old. If I die of a heart attack next year, investigate. Okay. I might I might fake my death just to get out of paying child support. <laughs> I'm gonna go move to Wisconsin. <laughs> I'll live on a farm. That's not very far away from where. No, you gotta be further than that. <laughs> you want me to come to Dayton? I'll come to Dayton. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, I'll go for 
Milwaukee. Go start a new life in Milwaukee. Get you a new name. I mean, you're good at that. Except you tell right. fucking everybody. You're terrible <laughs> faking your own death. Oh, I delete my Twitter account and then make a new one. That's exactly what I would do. I know, and you'd get on there and you'd be like, you'd like post some fucking cryptic mm-hmm. quotes and be like, from Doctor X or some dumb shit like that. Right. <laughs> everybody would be like, well, there he is. <laughs> I tried to get a job as a gynecologist in Milwaukee. <laughs> as Frank California. Doc- Frank California, doctor. <laughs> Dr. Franco. <laughs> I just combined all my different uh, personalities. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Well, Dr. Frank Patrick, California X. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go. I don't know if Elvis is the fake his own death or not. I don't give a shit if he did. If he did, good for him. <laughs> um, right, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> But he probably didn't. I mean, he probably just died and people couldn't accept that. And so they just, you know, people look like Elvis. It just happens. People look like people. It, you yeah. know, I'm one of those people. They're like, oh, I thought I saw you at such and such. Pl- I have a doppelganger everywhere. And, uh, you know, I'm never at any of those places. So I don't know if there's like a clone of me running around. I don't know if somebody's impersonating me. Um, I'd like to meet her. I haven't yet. But, you know, I think that probably I wouldn't even recognize her if I saw her. Yeah. I just wouldn't think about it. You know, just like you do. You go to the gas station, you see people, you don't think about, you know, what you're looking at. Or, you're just getting in to get out, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, you know, I don't know. Like I said, he, he probably did die and people probably really thought they did see him, um, but they didn't. It was just some guy that looked like him. So right. that's what I think about that. Okay. Well, any closing thoughts? Is that all? No, let's end this so I could read you this Phil and Zombel tweet. Oh, Jesus. All right, guys. We'll see you back here next Wednesday.